This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Deborah Clark. Winnipeg, Canada. March 2006. The Junior Classics. Volume 1. By William Patton. Chapter 21. The Bear's Very Bad Bargain. By Flora Annie Steele. Once upon a time, a very old woodman lived with his very old wife, in a tiny hut, close to the orchard of a very rich man, so close that the boughs of a pear-tree hung right over the cottage-yard. Now it was agreed between the rich man and the woodman, that if any of the fruit fell into the yard, the old couple were to be allowed to eat it. So you may imagine with what hungry eyes they watched the pears ripening, and prayed for a storm of wind, or a flock of flying foxes, or anything which would cause the fruit to fall. But nothing came, and the old wife, who was a grumbling, scolding old thing, declared they would infallibly become beggars. So she took to giving her husband nothing but dry bread to eat, and insisted on his working harder than ever, till the poor soul got quite thin, and all because the pears would not fall down. At last the woodman turned round and declared he would not work more unless his wife gave him kitchery for his dinner. So with a very bad grace the old woman took some rice and pulse, some butter and spices, and began to cook a savoury kitchery. What an appetizing smell it had, to be sure! The woodman was for gobbling it up as soon as ever it was ready. "'No, no,' cried the greedy old wife, "'not until you have brought me another load of wood. "'And mind, it is a good one. "'You must work for your dinner.' So the old man set off to the forest and began to hack and to hew with such a will that he soon had quite a large bundle, and with every faggot he cut he seemed to smell the savoury kitchery and think of the feast that was coming. Just then a bear came swinging by, with its great black nose tilted in the air, and its little keen eyes peering about, for bears, though good enough fellows on the whole, are just dreadfully inquisitive. "'Peace be with you, friend,' said the bear, "'and what may you be going to do with that remarkably large bundle of wood?' "'It is for my wife,' returned the woodman. The fact is, he added, confidently, smacking his lips, she has made such a kitchery for dinner, and if I bring a good bundle of wood, she is pretty sure to give me a plentiful portion. Oh, my dear fellow, you should just smell that kitchery. At this the bear's mouth began to water, for like all bears he was a dreadful glutton. Do you think your wife would give me some too if I brought her a bundle of wood? he asked anxiously. "'Perhaps, if it is a very big load,' answered the woodman craftily. "'Would—' "'Would four hundredweight be enough?' asked the bear. "'I'm afraid not,' returned the woodman, shaking his head. "'You see, kitchery is an expensive dish to make. "'There is rice in it, and plenty of butter, and pulse. "'Would—would would eight hundredweight do?' "'Say half a ton, and it's a bargain,' quoth the woodman.' "'Half a ton is a large quantity,' sighed the bear. "'There's saffron in the kitchery,' remarked the woodman casually. The bear licked his lips, and his little eyes twinkled with greed and delight. "'Well, 
it's a bargain go home sharp and tell your wife to keep the kitchery hot i'll be with you in a trice away went the woodman in great glee to tell his wife how the bear agreed to bring half a ton of wood in return for a share of the kitchery now the wife could not help allowing that her husband had made a good bargain but being by nature a grumbler she was determined not to be pleased so she began to scold the old man for not having settled exactly the share the bear was to have for said she he will gobble up the potful before we have finished our first helping on this the woodman became quite pale in that case he said we had better begin now and have a fair start so without more ado they squatted down on the floor with the brass pot full of kitchery between them and began to eat as fast as they could remember to leave some for the bear wife said the woodman speaking with his mouth crammed full certainly certainly she replied helping herself to another handful my dear cried the old woman in her turn with her mouth so full she could hardly speak remember the poor bear certainly certainly my love returned the old man taking another mouthful so it went on until there was not a single grain left in the pot what is to be done now said the woodman it is all your fault wife for eating so much my fault retorted his wife scornfully why you ate twice as much as i did no i didn't yes you did men always eat more than women no they don't yes they do well it's no use quarrelling about it now said the woodman the kitchery's all gone and the bear will be furious that wouldn't matter much if we could get the wood said the greedy old woman i'll tell you what we must do we must lock up everything there is to eat in the house leave the kitchery pot by the fire and hide in the garret when the bear comes he will think we have gone out and left his dinner for him then he will throw down his bundle and come in of course he will rampage a little when he finds the pot is empty but he can't do much mischief and i don't think he'll take the trouble of carrying the wood away so they made haste to lock up all the food and hide themselves in the garret meanwhile the bear had been toiling and moiling away at his bundle of wood which took him much longer to collect than he expected however at last he arrived quite exhausted at the woodcutter's cottage seeing the brass kitchery pot by the fire he threw down his load and went in and then mercy wasn't he angry when he found nothing in it not even a grain of rice nor a tiny wee bit of pulse but only a smell that was so uncommonly nice that he actually cried with rage and disappointment he flew into the most dreadful temper but though he turned the house topsy-turvy he could not find a morsel of food finally he declared he would take the wood away again but as the crafty old woman had imagined when he came to the task he did not care even for the sake of revenge to carry so heavy a burden i won't go away empty-handed he said to himself seizing the kitchery pot if i can't get the taste i'll have the smell now as he left the cottage he caught sight of the beautiful golden pears hanging over into the yard his mouth began to water at once for he was desperately hungry and the pears were the best of the season in a trice he was on the wall up the tree and gathering the biggest ripest ones he could find and was just putting them into his mouth when a thought struck him if i take these pears home i shall be able to sell them for ever so much 
to the other bears. And then with the money I shall be able to buy some kitchery. Ha ha! I shall have the best of the bargain after all. So saying, he began to gather the ripe pears as fast as he could and put them in the kitchery pot. But whenever he came to an unripe one, he would shake his head and say, No one would buy that. Yet it is a pity to waste it. So he would pop it into his mouth and eat it, making very wry faces, as if it were very sour. Now all this time the woodman's wife had been watching the bear through a crevice, and holding her breath for fear of discovery. But at last, what with being asthmatic and having a cold in her head, she could hold it no longer, and just as the kitchery pot was quite full of golden ripe pears, out she came with the most tremendous sneeze you ever heard. Achoo! The bear, thinking someone had fired a gun at him, dropped the kitchery pot into the cottage yard and fled into the forest as fast as his legs would carry him. So the woodman and his wife got the kitchery, the wood, and the coveted pears. But the poor bear got nothing but a very bad stomach ache from eating unripe fruit. End of chapter 21